Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I've got a good friend of mine joining us today, Clifton Muckenfuss. He's the director of coaching at WinRate Coaching, owner of Building Raving Fans and Dream Chaser Property Holdings. He's also a speaker, an expert in coaching and the mental gymnastics of entrepreneurship. He co-founded a $5 million roofing company and exited in 2021. Clifton, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Doug. Thanks, man. I appreciate the the warm introduction, the welcome. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to uh, the opportunity to uh, drop some value on your listeners today. Absolutely. So let's get right into the subject we were just talking about. I'm like, hey, we should have started recording five minutes ago. So I was kind of telling you, I was at this this roof camp this last weekend. That's the the logo on the hat I got on here. This really sweet hat that I'm excited about, but um, I just came back from that and I did a presentation on an opportunity structure and kind of showing them, you know, the uh, roles, responsibilities, qualifications, and training required for each level of their opportunity structure within their sales program. Right. And so we're walking through all these things. And, and I think some of it is just going over their head a little bit. I got some feedback afterwards. And one of the things that I'm realizing is it's tough for them even to make that leap to even sales managers, not managing their, their own roofing salespeople because one, they're the best salesperson at their company or um, two, they came from the directly from the trades and they're not uh, kind of fathoming being able to make that leap. Do you see that in the trades in general or in construction companies in general? Is that what you're seeing too? Absolutely. And we were talking, you know, before we hit the record button. And what what I find, Doug, is that especially in the construction space and, and definitely in the roofing space, is that a lot of today's owners were originally on the tools, right? They were sl- slinging a hammer or, um, you know, they were a sales rep for someone else and got screwed out of some commissions or something happened. And they basically gave them the middle finger and said, Hey, I'm going to go start my own company. Uh, But let's face it in in my work with other business owners, a lot of times, Doug, people are really good at their trade, Mm -hmm. right? They're a great roofer. They're a great painter. They're a great uh, uh, plumber. They're a great HVAC tech. They're a great locksmith. But what they lack is the business acumen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was sharing with you uh, off air is that most of the time these business owners, they, they start to grow, but they actually can't even conceive having someone else lead their team. So when you started to talk about, you know, VP of sales, you know, one of two things probably happened to them. They started, they immediately went to corporate America, big corporate, (laughs) right? Where they're like, I want nothing to do with that. Or they just don't understand that you can build a team of leaders 
and have them leading your team and building teams, which is what this podcast is all about. So that the yeah. owner can zoom out macro cast vision and help all his other leaders win while they're helping their teams win. And so that that owner can then achieve what most entrepreneurs want, which is freedom. Absolutely, brother. I couldn't agree more. You know, we were also talking about, uh, I've got Austin Montgomery's event coming up, the growth encounter in Waco on, on Friday. I think that's the eighth, no, Saturday, the eighth and, um, Oh, Saturday, the ninth. And I'm thinking about starting the conversation around, okay, how did I start? Right. I started in door to door sales, didn't have a lot of experience in in that background didn't have experience running a whole company, but one of the things I built out was something like this opportunity structure, right? And because of that, it fast forwarded my, I guess, hurriedness to replace myself. Immediately, I was looking at how do I replace myself? How do I replace myself as a salesperson, as a sales trainer, system manager, market manager? I was already building out these things and that enabled my company to scale to 5 million so much faster because I was already kind of doing those things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the question is if they want that growth, you know, can they have that expansive mindset that you're, you're talking about? And that's where, you know, consultants or coaches come in to kind of help them bridge those gaps a little bit and use their experience to bridge those gaps. So you're the director of coaching over at WinRate. How did that even come about? Did you exit and it was like, I did it, I exited it. Now I'm going to become a coach or how did that work? Yeah. So before I answer, before I answer the question, I want to back up for just a moment. Um, tailoring the presentation that makes you more relatable, obviously, is, is, is mm -hmm. what is, you know, uh, the desired outcome. But, you know, what I find, Doug, is we really have to dive into the person and really find out what that business owner wants. Some people, some owners actually don't want to build huge teams. And so when we take our mindset, our growth mindset, our abundant mindset, and, and we know that we can build these great teams and we start to project that on them, some of them yep. get scared. They're like, I don't want to build these great teams because in my mind, if I build this huge team, then I've got all these problems I got to deal with. When if you build the team the right way, right? And I think that's what you want. But I think we should think about what does the individual business owner want? Is it to grow, to potentially scale, to potentially exit? Do they want to use their business to help other people live their best lives? and fulfill their dreams? Do they want to use their business to, to, to fund a lifestyle, to be an investment vehicle? So finding out what that person wants, I think is, is the, the critical first step. Um, and then meeting them where they're at. Uh, in my coaching work, Doug, um, my clients know that if that's what they want to do, which is to grow and to scale, I try to help them replace themselves in every role in their company. To the point where their company only needs them to zoom macro, cast vision, and then lead people. 
right? Um, so, so I wanted to kind of, I wanted to get that out there because I think that's, that's uh, very important is again, to meet people where they are. But to answer your question, you know, how did I get started in coaching? Doug, I was a terrible student, right? I couldn't stand school and things like that. But what I always really had a knack for was to teach people, right? When I was growing my own company, I love to just teach like, man, you put me in front of a whiteboard with a group of people and some markers and like, we're going to, we're going to go at it. Right. I just love to teach people. And so as I was growing my company, Doug, you know, my partner and I, we had misaligned visions. Like I wanted to grow our company to 20 plus million dollars. I had a five-year plan, what that looked like, what the team was going to look like. He didn't want that because of the thing I just described, scared. Yeah. Yeah. I grow this huge team. Now I've got huge problems. Oh, by the way, at our current size, we were making a bunch of money. And guess what happens when people get comfortable? They become complacent. When you become complacent, you eventually end up dying. And so, um, so I decided that, you know, Hey, look, I, I think it's time. I'm going to exit the company. I'm going to sell the company. And along the way, Doug, like, again, it goes back to serving. I would give people things. I would give you my playbook on how we leveraged a direct mail piece as part of a rehash campaign to generate 600 plus thousand dollars in sales. I would give that to people. I would give it to my competition and people are like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, a couple of things is going to happen here. One, nobody takes action. We know that. You've been working in this oh, space and going through personal development. People just don't take action. Um, and, and so, but I would give this stuff away and I started pouring into people for free. Just giving advice. Again, that servant's heart. And People would report back, you know, Clifton, I'm, I'm, I'm implementing this and I'm doing that and I'm, I'm seeing some success. Have you ever thought about, you know, coaching people? I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. I can actually get paid to do something <laughs> that I'm already doing for free. You mean there's a whole nother world out here that exists? Like I had no clue. And so, you know, when I, when I was starting to exit, um, again, giving away that information, people, somebody said that to me. And so I joined Apex about that same time. Yeah. Uh, it was March of 21. Uh, and, and, and through some Dang. conversations and what's Dang. that? I think we joined it. Oh time. yeah. So, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember seeing Mike set up in the lobby and, uh, it, it was just the bulb at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And win rate consulting. I was like, what even is that consulting? <laughs> you know, yes. And again, at the same time, Doug, like, you know, I didn't coaching, consulting, like what, what, what is that? Right. Yeah. But, but I knew I wanted to help people. I knew Doug that I was here on this planet for a bigger purpose than where I was operating. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know where it was or when it was or any of that, but I knew, I knew there was I could feel this tug. I knew God had a, a bigger purpose for my life. Um, and so through some connections, uh, someone said, hey, you need to go get in touch with Mike Claudio. And I'd started following Mike. And, um, 
you know, I reached out to Mike on, on Facebook. I sent him a DM and he never responded and kept blowing me off and all this kind of stuff. And then at one point I said, well, he's, he's just not going to give me any time. And so I said to him, I said, Hey man, you're, you're a business coach for contractors. I own a construction company. Maybe we should chat. Maybe, <laughs> I, need, maybe I need some coaching. <laughs> Set him up a little bit. Yeah. And so of course he's like, okay, all right, great. So we were going to jump on a discovery call and man, I do not believe in coincidence, but on that day, Doug, you know, we jumped on a zoom call and it was storming out. Something was going on. He had a bad signal. I had a bad signal and the zoom was just freezing up. And I said, Hey man, let me get your cell phone. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up real quick. So he gave me his cell phone and we know that he who has the information has the control. So anyway, so I didn't had his cell phone number and we did the discovery call and I just said, Hey man, I just don't think the timing's right. I don't think this is right for me. Oh, by the way, I'm actually going through a process of exiting my company. And so I kept <laughs> reaching out to Mike and he wouldn't respond to the text messages and he wouldn't respond to the DMs or any of that stuff. And so on July 5th of 21, Doug, I, I pulled out my cell phone and I recorded a, a video and I sent it to Mike and I said, Hey man, I resonate with your message or at least the message you're putting out on social media. And if you are serious about your mission and you want to grow that mission, you're going to need some people. Let's just, I just want a conversation. Oh, and by the way, I know you live in Charlotte and I'm going to drive there and I'll find you. Um, and we'll have a, we'll have a conversation. He was like, Holy shit. The guy's basically threatening me. So anyway, he texts me and says, Hey man, I'll give you a conversation. So I picked up the phone, called Mike and you know, at that point, Doug, I'd been a CEO in a company or a leader in a company elevated to a CEO for 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. And Mike jumps on the phone, and the first things out of Mike, first thing out of Mike's mouth was, "Hey, man, what the fuck you want from me?" <laughs> so Mike Claudio, right? Sounds like Mike. Sounds like Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, "Hey, man," I paused for a moment because again, I had not had anybody ever say that to me or say that to me in a very long time. And I said, "I don't actually want anything from you, but I think I have something to give you." And again, if you're looking to grow this mission, grow this, here's the skill set that I possess. I would love an opportunity uh, to help you. And so he says, yeah, you got to become a client first. Um, you know, basically pay the price. Perfect. I did that and we fast forwarded. I did the work and uh, here we are. Um, you know, some, some two years later, I started as a coach uh, and then as I was uh, living in the Caribbean with my wife and three kids on the back of a, or on a catamaran uh, after selling my company, running coaching calls, one Friday night, I felt led to tell Mike, he and I were just texting and I said, Mike, I don't know why, but I feel like the Lord is leading me to tell you that I need a bigger role inside the organization. And uh, he says, oh man, I've got big plans for you. Don't worry. Oh, by the way, it's late. On Friday night, I got to go. And I'm like, what the <laughs> But anyway, so here we are. Uh, I have an opportunity. I had an opportunity then to uh, step into the director of coaching role at WinRate. And, and so I've been in that role uh, since June uh, of last year. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got the, the, the privilege to work alongside great coaches, um, helping them become better coaches, but also supporting them 
uh, and their clients and then leading that team is, is just a, a true, a true honor. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. Um, I met, I met Mike back at that MDM 21. And at the time he was, you know, he was a, he was a coach for apex. And so I decided to join apex executives and I was like, let me get Mike. Let me get Mike. Let me get Mike. I didn't get Mike, <laughs> but I did get the chance to spend a lot of time with him, you know? And if, if, if Mike is anything, he's, he's somebody that just does not bullshit cuts right to the point and uh, was able to just strike me every time we had a conversation. He's got this amazing talent and ability to do that. And so um, I've always been a big fan of Mike. We've always stayed connected. And so um, couldn't be happier that you're in this position, man. It's a massive, massive, massive opportunity. So when we, when you look at these construction company owners and how they're operating their businesses, Aside from mindset, let's get into actually like some of the tactical stuff. Mm -hmm. When they first come to you and they say, hey, I need help, mm -hmm. you know, and, they, and they're a client already. What's kind of your, I guess, auditing process? Where, where do yeah. you go first to make the most impact or do you kind of listen for that? Yeah, that's a great question, Doug. And so, you know, one of the things that I believe makes WinRate Consulting unique from a lot of coaching companies. Some people love this, other people don't. But is when you when you come on as a client, we don't give you uh, a playbook, so to speak. Like we yeah. don't come in and say, all right, week one, we're gonna be doing this. Week two, we're doing this. Week three, week four, like we don't have a, a, a curriculum. Because if we did and week one was a topic about leadership, but that client comes in and he's really struggling to generate leads. Well, we're actually doing him a disservice and I'm saying him, him or her a disservice by saying, well, no, we focus on leadership day one. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it all starts with what I mentioned earlier. It is let's figure out what it is that you want. Most people have no idea. So let's figure out what you want. Who's the person you want to become? And what do you want to be known for? Because we believe, and I believe, Doug, that, you know, a business is an extension of the person. So if we can start here with the person, help them create some positive, healthy habits, create a championship day, create a champion's legacy statement that they're going to live by. Let's start there. Some foundational things, right? Because think about a GPS. Like you would never, you would never jump in your truck. I don't believe most people wouldn't jump in their truck and, and turn on the ignition and start driving and expect to arrive at their desired destination if they had no idea where it was. So you got to know where you're going first. So we as coaches act as that GPS, but let's first figure out where you want to go. And what does success look like? Because what I have learned in coaching, and it took me a while to, to, to really learn this, is that what 
I want for the client, what I believe is success might not be what they think is success. And so let's get alignment on what, what does winning look like in this relationship? And so we start there. All right. And then we're going to audit. Hey, do you actually have a sales process? Mm -hmm. Do you have a defined follow-up process? Do you have an inbound lead or marketing strategy? Oh, let's back up to some core foundational principles. Do you have core values? Right? Those things that you base every decision on. Who you hire, who you fire, who you work with, who you don't work with. What partners you uh, bring on, what vendors. So we kind of we kind of look at all of those things. So leadership, sales, marketing, operations, products. Are you selling the right stuff? Mm -hmm. And then we dive into some finance as well. I'm amazed that a lot of business owners just have no idea if they're making money, if they're charging the right price. It feels good, right? I think we're making money. I think we should be selling siding and roofing and windows and doors and additions. But if we dive into that and you're like, man, you're making like three points net on an addition, but you know, 40 points on this and 30 points on that. Like, why in the hell are we doing additions? But some business owners don't understand that. So that's kind of the, 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 the process, if you will, of bringing on a client. Start with the end in mind. What do you want? What do you want to be known for? Let's work on you, create that championship day, and then let's sort of audit and prioritize those various departments. Yeah, I think that's just an incredible structure and ability as a coach you know i do a discovery call and that's where that usually happens yes where i'm like hyper focusing on a certain pain point mm -hmm. and then we build the rest you know according to the structure right uh i was having a conversation with uh a young woman at roof camp and she's just crushing it solo salesperson roofing she's out of houston she's doing fantastic and uh she she pulls me aside after my presentation and and it was like i think i need to start a door-to-door -door company or door-to-door -door team and I, and I and i said how are you getting your sales now and she says through social media and she starts describing kind of what she does in the process and everything and this is like what's what's wild about this clifton is you and i know about building your machine mm -hmm. but she's never been in apex she's already doing these things just organically, it was her natural mm. ability. She's she she captivates on lives and 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 on social media, and and so we're having this conversation, and all of a sudden I stop her and I'm just like, dude, you you have captured lightning in a bottle, and you're telling me right now you want another bottle, another mm. kind of lightning, mm. another cap, you know what I mean? But you already have it. So she had a couple of people on our team already. I said, what you need to start creating is a learning management system for them mm -hmm. to do exactly what you do yes. and basically create an SOP structure or uh, a, uh, a sales flow structure or a prospecting module that shows mm -hmm. them how to do what you do. You know, and this is, this can be difficult, you know, that's why sometimes you need help. Yeah. Um, but I got her to focus on that first. So I'm excited to see what she does with it.
It's like you're doing well at social media. Keep doing social media until you know you're you're fat and happy. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Like you're doing something that's incredibly scalable. Yes, and you Most know, Doug, companies, Doug, you know exactly. And and so, but here's what happens: like we get burnt out. A lot of people, a lot of high performers, get burnt out on the things that's working because it's not challenging us enough, mm -hmm. right? But yes, like stay focused. If that is working, let's harness the power of that. Let's package it. So I, man, I coach clients on creating your company university, mm -hmm. right? Because we had our company university. And so that university was all of those training modules, all of that stuff that you could literally bring someone in. I, I brought a guy on my sales team, Doug who knew nothing about construction. His, his, he was an entrepreneur. His experience was uh, like retail sales, printing sales, and, and, and some other things, consumer goods. And I brought him into our company and we had a clearly defined training plan, a process, everything was documented, basically our university, and this guy sold $1.8 million in sales in six months. Cool. Working, here's the kicker, because I launched a virtual sales training program. He did it all from his bonus room in his house. Wow. And we're talking about selling siding, roofing, and windows. Three things that people want to see, touch, and feel. What I proved, Doug, is the fact that people think they want to see touch and feel. The reality is people, prospects, want to feel heard and they want somebody that listens, asks genuine questions, helps them solve a problem and relieve them from pain. And if you can do that this way, okay, great. But the point of that is I would have never had the success or that guy would have never had the success he had, had we not taken the extra time to document everything. Here's how we create a proposal. Boom. Module. Here's how we price a job. Boom. Here's how we use the software to connect with the prospect. Boom. Here's how we prepare a contract. Here's how we prepare your color selections. Here's the process for follow-up if you don't get the deal closed. And so, um, if anybody listening to this can take one thing away from this conversation is, is if you own a business, start documenting every single thing right now and create your company's university. Because here's what I ask clients all the time, Doug. I'll say, hey, do you have these processes documented? Well, no, no, I don't. I say, okay, cool. Stop for a moment. You have a team? Yes. Do you love your team? Yes, Clifton, why would you ask me? Why would you ask me that question? Okay, because what you're telling me by not documenting everything is that you actually don't love your team. And they kind of give you this puzzled look like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because here's the true and the hard facts if you truly love your team, you will document everything because life is short, life is precious, and tomorrow is not guaranteed. And if you walk across the street and you get run over by a truck, or you walk out of your house and you drop dead of a heart attack and you don't have your stuff documented, 
your team can't pick up the pieces and keep moving forward. And so I say, hey, do you really love your team? Show me you love your team. Go document everything. 100%. And so what is your favorite tool to document everything and to the learning management system? What's your favorite tool right now? Yeah, so I use Asana, mm -hmm. Google Docs, and Loom. Because what 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 it allows us to do, and there's and then there's a lot of LMS, right? Learning management right. software systems. I yeah. mean, you know, you got Trainial and 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 a ton of others. Mm -hmm. I try to keep it very very easy, mm -hmm. because when people start thinking about, I got to learn a new software, I got to learn this hard system, their mind immediately starts to come up and, and build these invisible walls that really don't exist, yeah. create these excuses, and so. I believe that people like to look at checklists so I can create all my SOPs inside of Asana and then print those. And it's a checkbox or a checklist. Yeah. I can also have videos that I create with loom. I can have those embedded into the SOP as well. And then some people just want like a booklet form. And so, Hey, you can take the same SOP, put it in Google docs, create a table of contents that's a hyperlink to a bookmark in the document. And so if on page one, it talks about sales, you click sales and it takes you into the Google doc where your sales process is, where your sales follow-up is. So those are probably the three tools that I use most often. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I build all my sales programs in Google docs and maybe a little looker studio, just if they mm -hmm. want a fancy report on the yeah. back end of it, you know, um, if they're a bigger company, you know, we're building out a go high level CRM for them to be able to, for their salespeople to be able to use. Yes. And, but Google docs is the foundation because everybody knows how to use it. It's intuitive. It's user friendly. And, and one of the things I always tell them is this is, this doesn't stop today. When I deliver this thing to you, mm -hmm. one, we're going to, we're going to stay for a couple of months and make sure you implement because I, the, the worst thing I had happen to me was a client that didn't implement. <laughs> And so I need all my clients to be super successful after I work with them. That's just good business, you know? Yes. Um, but two, your team is going to meet quarterly, you know, and, and most of my clients that I'm uh, working with, I get them on EOS. And so your team's going to meet quarterly and you're going to look at your sales program and modify and adjust and, um, and swap things out and mm -hmm. expand things. And so you need to be able to do that yourself, not call me and say, hey, can you adjust this Adobe PDF? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I don't have Adobe Pro or can you yeah. fix this photo because I don't have Photoshop or whatever the case is. It's all in there. We're using Canva or Google Docs. Canva if we want to get fancy, you know? <laughs> yep. So, you know, Doug, so one of the things that I believe our job is as a coach is to not do all the work for them. Teach mm -hmm. them how to do the work and where to go get where, what resources to use and where to go get the, the information. It's just like children. We need our clients to learn on their own with our guidance. Right. But I think you said something there that I really, I really resonate with as well, which is that EOS model and, mm -hmm. you know, meeting, meeting quarterly and um, as part of the, Hey, 
what's what's working well? What's not working well? What adjustments do we need to make? And so you're, you're exactly right. Those documents are evergreen, right? They're, they're constantly uh, growing. They're changing. You're revising them because the marketplace is changing rapidly. And so, uh, yeah, and I also, Doug, want to make sure that I reduce, remove, or, you know, or eliminate as many excuses. Well, that's too hard. I got to learn this and all this other nonsense. And I'm like, 99.99% of the human population over the age of like, you know, probably seven can use Google Docs. And even probably it, probably younger than that, right? So we want to make it basic. 100%. And so when I, I'm looking through kind of everything that you're doing right now, uh, building Ravy fans is another business that you have. And at first I thought it was just a coaching business. And then I continued to click into it and I'm realizing that it's a, uh, you're literally, it's a service that literally builds raving fans. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. So I believe that, um, you know, the, the mission of building raving fans is to, you know, merge technology to enhance human connection. Right. And so, you know, we, we have software that uh, automates, you know, reputation management, things like that to build, to build those connections, build those reviews. But um, something that uh, we're super proud of is uh, we have an automated client gifting program, right? And so let's, let's, let's think about what generally happens in business. A person, a lead comes in, a sales appointment is, is conducted, a contract is signed, a project is built or something is installed, it's invoiced, and then it's phew, on to the next one. Yeah. That's kind of what most business is about. Well, we know that it costs a lot more money to attract a new prospect than it does to stay in touch with and market back to one who's already spent money with you. And so um, the automated client gifting program is such that uh, let's, let's describe a scenario where maybe it's a, um, a siding, roofing, and window company, okay? The, the, the job is completed. The, the project manager will um, you know, update a lead status in the CRM. It's job completed, and in three to five days, that customer gets a handwritten thank you card, says, thank you for trusting us. They then get a gift in the mail, a surprise and delight gift. And, and, and I want to share something really quickly. And this is not a knock on anybody that, that, that creates their own swag and sends out welcome boxes and all that stuff with their mm -hmm. own branded swag. That's fine. Do not take offense to what I'm about to say. Nine out of 10 of your customers actually aren't going to wear that shit. <laughs> and they don't want it. I'm just being honest. Studies have proven this. We like it because it serves our ego. Like, man, I got this cool logo. Like, I'm going to send this out. Yeah. But we send surprise and delight gifts to those customers, right? So then imagine what happens quarterly if that siding company's customers get gifts that just drop into their mailbox, 
with a thank you card from the construction company to stay top of mind. It's how I grew my company to a 65% repeat and referral rate. I spent less than 1% of top line revenue on true advertising. And so that's what Building Raving Fans does. I believe that company exists to build a relationship economy. And we're going to leverage technology and we're going to leverage human connection to help business owners do just that. Nothing against my friends that own the marketing agencies because I got some dear friends that own marketing agencies. Right. But But this isn't that. It's not that in my mind. It's 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 sorely underserved so much. So we need to talk offline so I can make sure that I'm recommending that to my clients too. I mean, it's sorely underserved. Uh, I'm assuming that you've read John Ruin's book, Giftology. Absolutely. And uh, some of the the concepts that you're talking about is, is where I first learned that, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was, it was always my instinct. Like you need something with my logo on it. (laughs) And it's like, no, put a, put a, one of those small block of Cutco kitchen knives in their kitchen with their family crest on it or their family name on it. And now you've got a conversation piece that they've got to start the conversation with. Oh yeah. The guy that sold me solar gave me that. Yep. Oh really? You, you like your solar system? I didn't even realize you had one in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I'll give you his number. Boom. Exactly. You know, towards the end of my solar division, we, we were doing that. And, um, still to this day, I'll still get calls about that, you know, and, and from clients like, Hey, they were checking out my, my knives the other day. How are you guys doing? You know, it's like, Oh, we're friends. (laughs) Cause I sent you a set of the knives, you know, you're well, well, it's that lasting impression. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, and it just shows that, I I mean, I, I talk to people like how much, if you're, if you're selling, a $30,000 window package. Mm-hmm. Would you not invest three, four, five hundred $500 back into that person? Why not? But again, it's the mindset. Too many business owners are chasing the next deal instead of pouring into the people they've already established the relationship with. And again, it goes back to that building a relationship economy. If you if you focus on that, you can really build something special. I had a lady, I had a lady reach out to me the other day. We did her siding, uh, roof, windows, and I think some doors. Six years ago. <laughs> wow. And she just responded to me the other day on a Facebook post that just says, you know, you're the most honest contractor that we've ever worked with. Uh, and just all this stuff, she reaches out to me and she just sent me a DM in Facebook. And here's the thing. I'm not a contractor, Doug. Like <laughs> I can't use power tools. I can't even read a freaking tape measure unless it's got the little tick marks that say like, this is an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch, five eighths. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's just not what I'm good at. But that's also why I excel in the role that I do as a business coach, because you're not coming to me to ask me how to use a chop saw and a laser mm-hmm. level. You're coming mm-hmm. to me to help get your business built and to change your life. That's what it's all about. Yeah. hundred percent. 
So I do, I get, I get some of that friction at first with the client where it's like, how are you going to coach me or consult me or anything in my business? You've never been in my business before. a high end security company mm-hmm. told me that one time. And now he's a raving fan, you know, cause I was able to take what, you know, worked for him and what made him win every day and put it on paper and put it on a document and put it on in a learning management system for his business development person to hire new people and train. And so, um, I think that's what it's all about. Like, and you said something in the beginning, which resonated with me so much, which was I'm a teacher. Some people are good at teaching, you know, and it's not this whole, like, you know, some teach, some do the whole th- that, whatever that quote is. I can't remember. Yeah. I think that's BS. Cause I've done a whole lot before you've done a whole lot before, yeah. but where are we serving? Where are we really serving and still making the money we want to make? And that's typically in teaching. You know, yeah, and so I think it's huge. Speaking of, of, uh, of alignment, <laughs> yeah. of kind of interesting things that we've all thought about. We've all, I feel like, wanted to just jump in a boat and sail away at times. But you and your family actually did, you know. <laughs> and so, can you kind of walk us through what the uh, thought process was to that point? And, um, you know, what, what that experience was like, because it, it, it's definitely unique. <laughs> a, a, absolutely. My wife and I, so I grew up, um, very, um, I guess middle class, oh, Okay. <laughs> middle class. Right. And so I had yeah. one vacation a year, right. To an outside entry motel with like a diamond shape, you know, key tag on it. Um, and that's okay. Grew up on farmland and some farm equipment and stuff like that. But I'm very grateful for that. But I always knew that I wanted something bigger, different, right? I always kind of went against uh, conventional wisdom, if you will. But so I knew we were selling the company or I I was going to go down this process of selling the company. And in 2000, and I think it was 18, my wife and I said, Hey, let's, let's, let's charter a catamaran and, uh, and go on our, you know, vacation. And uh, a hurricane came through that year and wiped out those plans. And then I think it was uh, 19, something else happened. And then we had COVID. And I said, all right, you know what? The hell with chartering this thing. Let's just buy one. And Marianne thought I was crazy, but it was really her idea. It was really my wife, Marianne's idea. She says, let's, let, let's, let's, let's do this. And on January 14th, of 2021, she posted on Facebook. That's our center console. Our catamaran is, is, is a 45 foot cat. But so she posted on, she posted on uh, Facebook on January 14th of 2021. All I want to do is sell everything I own and move to the islands. Oh, shoot. (laughs) A year later, this gives me chills. A year later to the day, January 14th, 2022, we closed on that boat in front of like 50, 60 people at a win rate event. The notary walked in, we signed the documents on that and we moved on to that boat. And I was running coaching calls from that boat. Right. Um, So it's, it's been a, it's been a, that was an incredible experience, you know, but as I stepped into that leadership role, I was telling you about, I needed to be, closer to land, 
um, closer to an airport. And so uh, there's something there's something different about there's the boat. And guess what the name of the boat is? Dream Chaser. I love it. Because I believe, Doug, that if you're not chasing your dreams, you're helping someone else build theirs. And uh, people th- said I was crazy. I learned through that process. When people say you're crazy, that means you're on to something pretty daggum special. Right? And so we, we, we moved on to that boat and we lived in uh, St. Thomas, St. John, so the USVI. Um, but I needed to be back closer to an airport. And so we moved back to the mainland last, uh, last year. And so anyway, man, here we are. Now I'm in the Comus Beach. We bought a brand new construction home a few months ago. And, uh, you know, just, just tremendously blessed beyond measure. And I still have the boat. Oh, you do? Oh, fantastic. I still have the boat. I so I'll tell you a quick, quick story. So the boat is in Fort Lauderdale, which is about a three-hour drive across the state. It's been under contract a couple of times, and it's fallen out of contract. And I said to Marianne, I said, you know what? If it falls out of contract this next time, there's a reason why God is telling me something. And so I'm actually thinking about I just posted this on social media. I'm actually thinking about putting together – uh, an on-site floating mastermind in 2024 where we get a very select group of people together, uh, and really, uh, do some cool stuff on that boat. Uh, but a very, very select few people. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on some ideas as it relates to that. That would be massive. I mean, you want to talk about intimate, like I was telling you before we got on the call or the podcast that 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 roof camp was so cool because it was so intimate. There's 18 people. I imagine the boat is just going to be five to eight, something like that. Yes, absolutely. So that's what we're 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 kind of thinking about that. And, and, you know, I I wanted to just prove, Doug, through that process to my children, you know, one of the greatest one of the greatest gifts I've ever received is is the gift of my children from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and for so long, we don't have time for this whole backstory, but for so long, man, like I actually sacrificed them. I sacrificed time with them because I was growing a business, all that stuff. Businesses were, were, were booming. My relationships weren't, weren't great. Uh, and then in you know 2018, I made a commitment that I was going to stop focusing on me and it was going to be about we. Uh, completely mm-hmm. transformed my life. And so what I wanted to do and show is my children that a guy from rural South Carolina that by all accounts arrested seven times, by all accounts should never be here right now, should have been a failure, no matter what. If you want something in life, you put a plan together and you execute on that plan and you do the daily things, develop the discipline. There's nothing that is off limits in your life or in this world. And so I wanted to prove that to them. And the impact that that experience has had on their life has just been, I mean, just life changing. And that's the beautiful thing is even if you don't do anything else like that for the rest of their childhood. All they needed was that. Like we just, me and my family jumped on a boat and went sailing for a year and did not give AF. (laughs) 
if anybody thought we were crazy or not. Yes. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And we and we and we don't. And so it's, you know, there's times now where we just we just toured a marina really close to us and uh, thinking about bringing it over here, like I mentioned. And uh, all three of my kids, gosh, dad, I wish we lived back on that boat. <laughs> so, you know, um, that was, that was a really, a really uh, pivotal time in their lives. But um, again, it just goes to show you that there's nothing that's off limits. Not a damn thing. I love it so much. So speaking of that, you know, and it, it is a great story and, and incredibly inspirational. The last question that I always like to ask my guests on our podcast is what is the legacy, what does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? And obviously yeah. that's going to be a big piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Doug, my father, I lost my father, um, to brain cancer in, in August, August 16th. And, uh, probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was to deliver his eulogy in front of about 300 and 350 people. And as I looked out into that crowd, I could just see the impact that, that my father had on so many people. And it really hit home to me that I, I want to be, the legacy I want to leave behind is to create better humans. And I do that through, this is my mission field. Coaching is my mission field. This is my God-given purpose. And so what I want to do is to leave behind a legacy, a person that is remembered for creating better husbands, creating better wives, creating better fathers, better mothers, better community citizens, better people, but also bringing people to Christ. That's the legacy I want to leave behind. And I want my children to remember all of the great memories that we created I want to be remembered as a person that was never afraid to take risks, always eager to take action. And at the end of the day, everything that he could do to go be great. That's what I want to be remembered for. I love it, brother. And as long as you continue doing what you're doing, you're going to be. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You've already accomplished a lot of that. And I could tell you know, from just talking to you, you know, we've had a few conversations now, got some exciting stuff coming up next year. Shoot. Yeah. Got something exciting coming up in about half an hour. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm, I'm credibly excited about. And I will definitely, definitely tell the listeners more about here soon, but I did want to thank you for taking the time out. I know you're incredibly busy coming on the show and just dropping value after value, after value, after value. And, and really challenging our listeners to uh, find out what's possible, you know, and to be called crazy every now and then. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate you, man. God bless. All right. Let's get building.